going on, family? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB Gerard Bonner, and I hope you guys are doing absolutely well. I hope your day is off to a fantastic start. And as always, thank you for your continued support of all things connected to The Faction, whether it is on the socials, at The Faction Show, on the gram, on Twitter, or on Facebook, or of course, And of course, I should say, those of you who join us by way of podcast, wherever you're joining us, thank you so much. I do not take your continued support for granted. It means the absolute world to us. If we're doing all this content and then nobody's there to hear it, what's the point? So thank you for engaging. Thank you for connecting. It really does mean all the world. So with that said, A couple of quick things that we're going to do today because today's show is going to be a little different. I'm just going to tell you that now. It's going to go a little different than you might think, but I think it'll absolutely make sense once you check it out. First and foremost, though, we want to take a look at Monday Night Raw and the ratings for Monday Night Raw. Very interesting show that happened this Monday night. Of course, fans back in the arena. And with that said, how did the ratings look? This episode of Raw brought in 1.81. 1.4 million viewers, which is down from last week's 1.923 million viewers, so a loss of about 110,000 viewers week over week. It was an interesting show that was bookended by what's going on with the Raw Women's Championship. Nikki A.S.H. had her first promo as champion, of course, interrupted by Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley. We find out that they will have a triple threat match at SummerSlam, however, in comma. At the end of the night, you've got Charlotte versus Nikki A.S.H. Charlotte wins by pinfall. And again, a very interesting night. So let me just start by saying this when it comes to Monday Night Raw. And this is kind of the challenge that WWE is going to have with Raw and SmackDown. Welcoming fans back has been great. And that first week, be it SmackDown, Money in the Bank, or Monday Night Raw, were all on fire. The challenge now is how do you continue that? That momentum certainly continued into SmackDown Friday night. I'm not going to say the momentum didn't continue going into Raw, but I do think they did a couple of things systematically wrong that could prove to be problematic if they don't fix it quickly. First and foremost, the promos at the start of the show legitimately There was 15 to 18 minutes of talking to start the show. Way, way, way too long. Particularly with Nikki A.S.H. or Nikki Cross or Nikki almost a superhero. Here's where I'm getting concerned about Nikki. Nikki is feeling, and I hate saying this, right? But you're going to get it. It feels too clean. It feels too whitewashed. It feels too Bob Backlund of the 70s, right? And I get being inspirational. If you know me, you understand. I totally dig being inspirational. But I think it can't be apple pie, pie in the sky all day, all night. At some point, she's got to get upset. At some point, she's got to get angry. At some point, there has to be not just this, I'm almost a superhero, you can do anything. But the thing about those folks who become superheroes is there's usually a cause. There is usually something that causes them to transform from Clark Kent into Superman, from 
Peter Parker into Spider-Man, from David Banner into The Incredible Hulk. There is something that causes you to make the transformation. We're not seeing the something right now. All we're getting is a lot of Clark Kent dressed up as Superman. And that's going to get old very, very quickly. For me, it's already old, right? And I say that because these promos are so pie in the sky, lily white, et cetera, et cetera. Here's the thing. The thing that makes the superhero a superhero is that there is a cause to fight. There is something that brings out your righteous indignation. So for, of course, Clark Kent and Superman, it was someone committing crime. Uh, same thing for Peter Parker when it comes to Spider-Man. Crime, right? Something bad going on. And so when there is a villain, it causes you to go ahead and step into your role as a superhero. Nikki A.S.H. has got to get that figured out. There has to be some sort of righteous indignation. There's got to be a cause. And isn't Charlotte Flair enough of a cause? Isn't the way she talks and the way she behaves enough of a cause for the superhero in you to come out? So I I'm not sure. I I get that this is supposed to sell merch. I get it's supposed to be good for the kids. But again, every superhero has a cause. I've said it three times now very intentionally because there's not a cause right now for Nikki A.S.H. And until there's a cause, this whole superhero inspirational piece could fall flat. And what WWE cannot afford right now is for something to fall flat. That's the case with a 15-minute promo to start the show. You have a match at the end of the show, and you end the show with another long promo. It was just bad, and I don't know if Nikki is the problem, if Charlotte with Nikki is the problem, or if they just need to stop talking or talk less, or as they say now, say less, which now means say more, but really I mean say less. You get it. Don't talk so much in terms of these promos if you can't carry it. It's not like a Roman Reigns, John Cena situation. It's not like some of the other promos we've seen. This went too long, too quickly. Couple that with what everybody's talking about, this whole Karrion Cross, Keith Lee situation. So I'm just going to start here, and this might be an unpopular opinion. I know people are not happy about Keith Lee finally returning and losing two matches in a row. I want to start by saying this. First of all, you can't win every match. There's that. Second of all, I don't believe Keith Lee in his first match back should have been put in the ring against the WWE champion. Historically, anytime your first match is with the WWE champion, it doesn't bode well. Ask Scott Steiner in his run in WWE, and there are several others who can attest to that. Not a good move. Should he have lost to Karrion Cross? I don't know. I mean, certainly, they did mention in the story that, again, it's a rematch of the NXT match at TakeOver 30 where Keith Lee lost the NXT championship. I get it. Should that have been built up a while? Certainly. Is Karrion Cross already due for a win? Absolutely, because if Karrion Cross as the NXT champion loses a second week in a row, not only do you damage Karrion Cross, but you certainly damage the NXT brand as its champion. Should Keith Lee have won the match? I don't know. I again say Keith Lee should not have been put in the ring with someone who we all know is getting some degree of a push, at least this level of push that seems to be happening for Karrion Cross. I think we have a situation of bad booking. 
Don't book Keith Lee that way. You've got to build Keith Lee up as some sort of strong guy who he has been. And again, he has rabid fans right now who are all upset on the internet, saying they'll never watch Raw again, etc., etc. Keith Lee, I hear, is upset, as he should be. Something's got to be done. There can't be a third week with Keith Lee losing. With that said, let's get the right scenario for Keith Lee. Unless, of course... There is a bigger picture, and I think this is the thing that we as wrestling fans sometimes miss, that there is a bigger picture at times, and sometimes it takes time to walk that picture out. Keith Lee has been back for only two weeks. Are we turning Keith Lee heel? Is Keith Lee about to join some group? I don't know. I don't know. He's not been back for nine months or so, or eight months or seven months. I still think there should have been a far better lead in for him. It could have all happened a different way, but something's going to have to change because here's the deal. You can't have a horrible promo like this happening with Nikki A.S.H. and Charlotte going for 15 to 18 minutes and then have Keith Lee, who the fans seem to really, really love, continue to take L's and expect people to enjoy the raw product. They've been away for 14 to 15 months. Give them something that's going to keep them there. That's my spiel on Monday Night Raw. Interesting times for sure. I will say this, though. I will say that I am happy that Drew McIntyre is not in the title picture and that he's involved in this war right now with Jinder Mahal. I think actually it builds Jinder Mahal and it gives certainly great relevance to Drew McIntyre outside of the WWE title picture. I think this is a good look all the way around. And where was Goldberg? Why did Goldberg need another week off when he didn't really do anything last week? I sound like I'm complaining, and I don't mean to complain, and I don't want Raw to not win. I need Raw to win, but for Raw to win, they've got to take care of these elements quickly or else it's going to feel like Raw in the pandemic or Raw pre-pandemic, which was also problematic. When we come back, I'm going to tell you a very interesting tie-in between the current Olympics and the world of wrestling when we come back. This is SHW 29. It's going to be an absolutely stellar night with two big title matches and the most unpredictable show in all of independent wrestling. Come on, somebody stop this. Okay, so this is the part of the show where things are going to make a different turn because we're going to go in a different direction than you may have expected. So we have not talked about the Olympics here on the podcast, but we are right now for a really simple reason. Everybody, and I do mean everybody, is talking about Simone Biles. Simone Biles, who has been considered by many to be the greatest of all time, went into the 2020 Olympics, which is happening, of course, in 2021, and many expected her to walk away with five gold medals. We saw yesterday that she pulled out of the all-around team gymnastics competition when, quite frankly, she said her head wasn't in the game, had a really bad vault, and just decided to pull out altogether. We would later find out it was because she wanted to care for her mental and emotional space. Then we find out earlier today 
that Simone Biles has also pulled out of the all-around individual final, which many expected her to win. And so there are all sorts of questions that are being asked. There are great statements that are being made by the Olympic Committee and USA Gymnastics who support her decision to support her mental health and well-being. Meanwhile, there are others who are very upset that Simone Biles has cost the United States at least right now two gold medals, and some are calling her weak and some are saying that uh, she's problematic that she's turned on the country and turned on her team etc 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 I want to make a statement and then I'm going to tell you how this applies to the world of pro wrestling I think my concern about all of this is we look at these athletes as athletes and superhuman again I talked about a superhero earlier in the show We look at these athletes as superheroes and we don't give them space to be human beings, right? Superman isn't always Superman. He spends more time as Clark Kent than he does as Superman, okay? And so certainly, I think in the world of wrestling, we would be disappointed to some degree if a superstar pulled out of a major event like the Olympics. Oh, wait, let's rewind to March of 2020, When one Roman Reigns, who of course is a main event superstar, who was scheduled to battle Goldberg in a once in a lifetime battle, spear versus spear for the Universal Championship, pulls out of WrestleMania 36. And the crowd literally went wild. People were saying, Roman, what in the world is wrong with you? How dare you pull out of WrestleMania? But we didn't just see that. We also saw folks like Kylie Ray and Leo Rush make decisions to leave the sport altogether, sometimes for a small period of time, other times for a permanent retirement, to say that they had to care for their mental health. In the case of Roman Reigns, he wasn't caring for his mental health. Instead, he was caring for his own personal health and the health of his family, not wanting to endanger he or his family by bringing corona into their household. I think we have to remember, again, these are humans that we're dealing with. Humans who happen to have a great skill and that skill gets the opportunity to be exploited in front of the whole world. The challenge, though, is that they are humans and that they do deserve the right and reserve the right, by the way, to say, hey, I'm not able to handle this right now. Let me pull out. Let me sit on the sidelines. People don't understand the immense pressure it is being under the bright lights. And I know some would say, well, you should count up the cost because you know what? There is a cost to be in the bright lights. And this is a part of celebrity. But let's just remind ourselves, okay? To some degree, we are celebrities all in some way. Now, we may not have the same followings, but part of what makes us celebrity or known is a particular skill in which we have or some degree of talent that we have that makes us known in certain environments and certain circles. So you may not have the worldwide acclaim to main event WrestleMania, but you might be the star in your family. You might not be the overall star in the family, but when something goes wrong with technology, they know to come to you, or when they need music, they come to you, or when they need you know, a doctor or someone to cook really well, 
they come to you. You do carry a degree of celebrity. You do carry something that you are known for. And so there's also the pressure with that said of getting it right and exceeding what you had done before. And in the world of pro wrestling, we've got to be honest, we are horribly guilty in continuing to raise the bar relative to our expectations of superstars. After all, they're there to entertain us, right? So then we get upset when during Blood and Guts, Chris Jericho is pushed off of the top of the cage to fall into what seems to be a very apparent crash pad. We would have much rather him fallen against a hard steel stage and potentially damaged himself permanently, right? We also don't give a lot of comfort and concern for people who are walking away from this sport because they need to deal with health issues, be they mental or emotional health or physical health. We get upset because we're like, oh God, well, what are, what's going to happen to Bailey's push when she gets injured? That really sucks. Well, no, what sucks is that Bailey, number one, got injured and number two, is not going to get the kind of compassion that she should get as someone who has given her, her life to this sport and gets hurt. I hope that we can all take some time to become a bit more human and allow those who we admire to be just as human as we are. Everybody deserves the right to get a bad day. Everybody deserves the right to be able to say, hey, listen, I'm not sure I can handle this today. Everybody deserves the right to be able to accurately assess their situation, measure it against what, their, what they feel their capabilities are, and say, hey, I'm not sure I can handle this right now. Now, don't get me wrong. That's not saying if I'm nervous, pull out. No, that's not saying that. That's not saying, hey, if this is a challenge, pull out. No, but it is saying that if I don't feel like my mental space is proper, where I can cause damage to myself or to someone else, then no, I'm not going to do this. And it is risky, right? Because everybody has the fear that they'll lose their spot or they won't get that other opportunity. You know, I don't know how many additional opportunities Simone Biles has to win a gold medal. Let's face it. She is 24, which is not old in many circles, but in the gymnast world, it is considered to be old or of a certain age, right? So I don't know how many more opportunities she has to win additional gold medals. You know, we didn't know how many additional WrestleManias would be available for Roman Reigns. We didn't know these things. But here's the deal. If you don't prioritize your health and your well-being. The truth of it is, pro wrestling's not going to be there for Roman Reigns all the time. Neither will the Olympics be there for Simone Biles all the time. You have to be able to prioritize your life, your health, and your well-being. You have to be able to prioritize these things. Even if you're in a match, one of the thoughts is, okay, do I not tap out and you know nearly break my leg or break my arm just to win this match? Or do I tap out and live to fight another day? I think we always have to prioritize our future. And as wrestling fans, we need not create an environment that makes it difficult for a wrestler or wrestling personality to choose themselves and to choose their well being over choosing making a moment for us because here's the unfortunate thing about us as fans we will change Daniel Bryan was right fans are fickle 
There are people who are upset with Daniel Bryan because of the rumors that he may have signed with AEW. And I say they're rumors because until I see him on AEW television and AEW makes a statement that I won't believe it. But there are people who have said some horrible things on his socials because of a potential opportunity to go to AEW. Fans are fickle. And with that said, wrestling fans, we have to do a better job of giving the people that we love in terms of athletes, celebrities, and the like, the opportunity to be human. There's only one God, right? And none of us are that God. And let's be truthful. We might almost be a superhero or in some circles we might be considered a superhero, but we're all humans and we might just be wearing great capes and great costumes, but we're still human. We all still bleed red. We all still feel emotion. And if you're not mentally ready to do what it is that you need to do, it is better that you step away and take the time to work on that than to keep pushing through and ultimately endanger you or someone else. It's my thoughts on this whole thing. With that said, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this as well. Hit me up on the socials, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Faction Show. Also, be sure to continue to follow what we're doing here by subscribing to this podcast. On our next broadcast, we'll be talking, of course, about NXT. AEW has another big night ahead of them tonight. And we're getting ready for some big, big things coming at the next NXT TakeOver, which we at least now know will feature Walter versus Ilya Dragunov 2. And if you didn't see the first one, go on to Peacock and look for that match because it really is a match of the year candidate. It's incredible to say the least. Also, if you're in the Atlanta area or you're thinking about it, next Friday, August the 6th, is SHW 30. It's the Rumble Jack. It's one of our biggest cards of the year, and I would love to see you there. So make plans to be with us here in the Atlanta area, in Canton, Georgia specifically, next Friday for SHW 30. We'll be talking a lot more about it here on the broadcast. Until next time, family, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. My name is Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. Have a great day. I need my people, here we go.